first of all, I want to thank everyone for helping in the different ways that we do, you do financially, of course, and also just attending and asking questions and participating in this study of the Dharma as a Sangha. Without you, there's, there's no Sangha. There may be a teaching, but no one will be studying it. So thank you. Continue to help us if you can. We studied uh, the community uh, here, studied this uh, uh, in uh, the book study at noon, and I was kind of caught by the poem. Uh, says uh, in this book, Munio uh, pointed out to me that this is this is where we're at. We're halfway through this. This is seven years of studying slowly. We started studying this seven years ago. We study it what, once a week as a group. And so we go very slowly. And in about seven years, we will be finished with this. And then we'll be start on Ehe Koroku, the other huge volume of Dogen. So that's uh, altogether, that's 28 years. And I don't even do math. Very good. So we have a lot of work to do. And I'm just going to talk about a small part of this. This is something uh, we'll be working on. What would you guess? For a couple of months, or maybe another two weeks on this, or three weeks on this particular chapter, which is page 463. Why would he be in charge of something like this? I don't know. What do you think? How fast do we go in these? Very fast? Not very. Not very. So I'd like to read uh, uh, Zhang Zhou, uh, which is a probably an incorrect pronunciation of the Mandarin. Uh, he was a poet and a great uh, poet, and he wrote a, uh, a poem upon his awakening. And it is in the Shobaganzo. Radiant light serenely illuminates the sands of the Ganges, the ordinary and sages, beings with spirits, are equally my home. A single moment is beyond birth, actualizing the undivided. A subtle movement of the sixth sense roots shelters the clouds. Rem removing delusions increases sickness. Going toward true thusness is also wrong. Follow the worldly conditions with no hindrance. Nirvana and birth and death are both flowers in the sky. What does this mean? What is this? I don't know. I'm going to talk about it anyway. Going towards true thusness, thusness or suchness, or as this is, just like our meditation is called as it is. A translation of as it is would be thusness or suchness or nothing else, no past, no future, and not even anything particularly present. We're talking about the nature of the, of the mind, the mind of awakening, which is difficult to talk about. And it also will be very difficult to continue to connect with the people on Zoom unless somebody plugs in the battery here, because it says low battery. See how I wove that in? Follow worldly conditions with no hindrance. Plug in the damn battery.
So going towards thusness or going trying to go towards the conceptual ideas and structures that are are handed down to us by the teachers down through the centuries, and especially Dogen. He he talked out of both sides of his mouth at the same time. He would say something and he would be speaking about the relative and the absolute at the same time. Flowers in the sky. That cannot be explained. So I'm just going to explain thusness instead. You can ask questions about the flowers in the sky. And then together, you know, we need two wings. So even though there's no two things anywhere. Follow worldly condition, conditions with no hindrance. What is that? Follow worldly. This is someone's enlightenment poem. Shangzhou. Basically, don't agree with anything. Don't disagree with anything. And don't ignore it. The three poisons again. No hindrance. No, so that way, no matter what it is, it just shows up. As you've heard me say 1,500 times, it has a right to be there because it is dependently arisen. We add on the personality of being correct. We add on the personality of, I can't be doing that. We add on the personality of, who the hell they think they are? We add that on. We create this incredible world of confusion. And then we fight with each other, right up to and including the death. A good example of that is the is a war between the states, sometimes called the Civil War. It's an astonishing separation of people that were all basically, roughly, somewhat on the same page, but it didn't last. And you can go back, we could go, anyone can go back and deconstruct all that and find out how that occurred and how it bumped into what. But you can never, you never can really describe the whole thing. And this is what the ego mind continues to try to do is figure things out. That's why the, the sculpture uh, Rodin uh, called the thinkers trying to figure things out. That's, that's the mudra in the West, more or less. And this or this is the mudra or gesture of awakening. Sit still and observe. This is not passive. This is not, you're not particularly even going towards peace. Don't go to war, don't go to peace. Take no position. Follow worldly conditions with no hindrance. And to go towards thusness or to go towards your idea or anyone's explanation of what ultimate truth is, is a mistake. And it's also not a mistake. And actually to see that it's a mistake and it's not a mistake is true, thus, true thusness. And it will not support that part of the consciousness that is self-centered self and wrapped up into a solid illusion of me and what I'm afraid of and me and what I agree with or like or support. Big misunderstanding has to be done initially with the thought process, with the, think, the thinking process, evaluation, so on, or with poems that spread out in words, even though it's a translation from uh, the Chinese. So I could say more on this, or I could respond to some questions. I would prefer if you have them. So especially those of you who are studying this, uh, this uh, part of the Shobogenzo today, 
I think there's a few people here that were involved in that. Or anyone, questions? Let me have some. If you don't ask questions, I'll begin to chatter about this. Could you read the poem once more? Yes. Would you like to read it? It's on two pages, as perhaps you know. Second page, halfway down. When you're bowing. Radiant light serenely illuminates the sands of the Ganges. The ordinary and sages, beings with spirits, are equally my home. A single moment is beyond birth, actualizing the undivided. The subtle movement of the six sense roots shelters the clouds. Removing delusions increases sickness. Going toward to true thusness is also wrong. Follow the worldly conditions with no hindrance. Nirvana and birth and death are both flowers in the sky. Right. I do have a question. The, the phrase removing delusions increases sickness. Yes, because your idea of what the delusion is, is a what you call it a half-truth, it's partial understanding, but trying to get rid of just your experience of the delusion does not, uh, does not uh, touch the roots of the delusion. So if you try to do that uh, in relative terms, you might have some success. You might have some relative success of setting that aside or seeing more clearly into that. But from the point of view of the spiritual path, it is better to just observe that, watch that, be responsible for what happens. Stop fighting with your mind or with anyone's mind. Just allow everything to show up, no comment. And you'll notice if you do nothing with it, that it's you start to see more deeply into what that is. You begin to see the roots of the flower in the sky. Very important to see that. This is a, you're actually actualizing dependent origination by seeing it deeply. Not as a self, but as consciousness only. If there's a self involved or a belief that you could be right or wrong, then that clouds the whole thing up. More. Well, Devine, how would you, or would you know that you see, you're seeing the roots? Or is that? You, you won't. You won't have any result. Because that's why, what the, the idea of the moment the past and the future moment, those are those are actualized. That whole situation, I can't remember what the quote is there. Can you read that? Actualize that. A single moment is beyond birth, actualizing the undivided. It's, it's a way of pointing towards the realization while allowing the concepts to just kind of fall off the ship. Uh, the ship is, is, a, is an illusion. It's a flower in the sky. But, but we need that. We need that imagination. We need that projection of imagination in order to understand more deeply how consciousness works. The one I often use as an alligator in the kitchen. Maybe it's a crocodile. It's an alligator. 
What is it, Seb? No. Thanks. Yes. What about so that verse says a single moment beyond birth? What is it telling us about time there? Uh, it's basically saying that that's an illusion. Because we we imagine we're going from here to there, and that's so strong, it looks like we were in the hallway ten minutes ago, and now we're in here. And we we fabricate all that based on belief that there is a body and that there is a mind, and that's us. So that's me, and I'm doing this, I'm doing that, and we we continually lay out a past and reinforce something that ha happened uh, ten, twenty minutes ago. But there is no twenty minutes ago. That's an illusion. That's the part of the illusion that we have to reinforce and fabricate in order to feel like we're somebody going somewhere instead of it be, being seen as it truly is, flowers in the sky. This is why that kind of an image is used, because you, you, you can't do much with that. Uh, or, of course, you could come in and say, well, flowers in the sky, what the hell is that about? Go ahead, Chisho. <clears throat> there is a line in the poem that you read. It says, a subtle movement of the six sense roots shelters the clouds. Now, uh, when we read the commentary just before you joined us. That's Dogen's commentary, right? Yeah, Dogen's Dogen. Dogen. commentary. Thank you. Uh, Dogen seems to be more focused on the movement rather than the sense fields. So I was wondering, uh, I mean, our practice is to watch what moves. Yes. So what does this movement, subtle movement, shelters the clouds? So what is this movement sheltering? And what are we doing in our practice by watching what moves? Bye. By watching what moves, you are eventually takes time, takes time. We're in a physical form. We're in, a, in, a, in the human realm, the realm of desire. We have to work for, from where we're at. Takes time to see that. So you are watching the very nature of confusion and delusion, the movement. No, nothing ultimately, and this has been said way before I showed up, nothing ultimately happens. Uh, if you think it happens, then you're relatively correct. Things do happen. There's someone who's born relatively and someone who dies relatively. But who you actually are does not is not born and therefore cannot die. But you have to see it. And this can be seen as you, as the consciousness is uh, in a human form or showing up in a human form. You can see this. So more about that, the clouds part and what's being covered up, however you want to ask it. So by watching what moves, if that's the nature of delusion, the sheltering of clouds, is it pointing to delusion then, Bobby? It's, it's pointing to the, the delusion about enlightenment. It's like uh, Dharma Mega, this is the 12th of the 10 Bhumis, which I don't talk about much, but since you asked the question, that's what shows up. Uh, Dharma Mega, cloud of Dharma. Even the 10th Bhumi is still a cloud. And most of the people who have Dharma names here, or a lot of them do anyway, have cloud names. And if they're not if they're not fluffy enough, I give them mountain names, or maybe I don't name them at all. 
I think you have a hammer name. I, I think you, I'm the only person I've ever given a, a hammer name to. I'm not, still don't know why I called you a, a, a hammer. Do you know? <laughs> you will. You will. Keep going, keep going, keep going. Further, did you have another one? Uh, not right now. On that same line, you have said that um, the senses just receive, including the sixth sense of the mind. They don't produce anything. So what's being pointed at with the senses moving? How can the senses move if they don't produce anything? Well, there's movement there. We hear, hear a sound and we smell something. So there's some kind of movement happening there, but that that's an illusion. So the idea is to watch the, the illusion without accepting it, without rejecting it. Like it says here, uh, follow worldly conditions with no hindrance. That's one of the lines there that I wanted to talk about because it's about it's not agreeing with it. You don't agree with somebody who's who's uh, acting crazy or being abusive to you or to someone else, but you you look at it closely and don't do anything with it unless you have to. And if you can set up that kind of a, of a standard, I guess, or, or a reference point, it will help you, but you will not be able to do that unless it's a very, very strong awareness practice. Shitting, shitting. I don't think it's a shitting practice in meditation, <laughs> but it could be if you're in the bathroom. Sitting practice of meditation, shikantaza, just precisely this. Very simple, very direct. Sit down, hold still. Watch the insanity that is completely produced in your mind. And it may not look like insanity for a while. It may look reasonable. The ego mind may be in there and may be having all kinds of complimentary comments for you about what you're thinking, how you're right. And of course you're right. And of course this and this and this. Sorting it out, deconstructing, constructing, back and forth, back and forth. Ego. Yes, sir? In the poem, what's the relationship to the of the radiant light and the the clouds and the uh, sense fields? Um, I have to read that. Thank you. Shudabawi, radiant light serenely illuminates the sands of the Ganges. The ordinary and sages, beings with spirits, are equally my home. The single moment is beyond birth, actualizing the undivided. The subtle movement of the six sense roots shelters the clouds. What do you want to know? If the clouds are being sheltered, is the radiant light being covered up? No. You asked? No. It's a way of talking about it. You can't really point at what this is. So th those who understand what it is, and I don't claim to be one of those, but I think Dogen is, actually points in both directions at once. How he does that, I don't know. Go ahead, sir. Sure, um, we just finished up the section talking about the moon, and it seems like he was pointing to, regardless of how it looks in the sky, the phases, it's still, it's still the complete moon. Is, is another way of saying that, the radiant light and the clouds, is that kind of like the phases of the moon? They're not separate from each other. They, they break up into parts, so we have something to watch go over here and get larger, get smaller, and we watch the movement come and go. But that which is observing that is not doing anything. 
profile. You can see radiant light in that first uh, part, still path. Um, yes. It is path. Talking about ground path and fruition. Ground is suffering. The path is awareness, awareness, awareness. And fruition is seeing the truth, which is impossible even, even though there are words that point to it. Thusness is one of them. Suchness is one. Tathagatagarbha is another one. Buddha nature, wisdom, jnana, prajna or prajna, all kinds of wisdom or all kinds of words point to the to that area of the consciousness that is just that is liberated from any structure, any reference point. There is no reference point for anything. It's it it is it's it's worse than you thought and better than you thought. It's worse because this self-centered uh, organism that is happening here is very very temporary. This is this one of the one of the tiny little pieces of the sands of the Ganges, or the little tiny parts that shows up as something like in the middle of the ocean, sticking your big head in the air. Is it path? That line is it path because he's saying something about it? What did he say? What do you think he's pointing at? It sounds like he's pointing at what he's looking at. Is he? I don't know. Well, why did you say that? I don't know. Don't know that either. You don't know much, do you? Oh, you do. Do much. <laughs> Yes, I would say yes. Wonderbang, um, I get a get the sense from this poem that it's just, we just show up on the cushion. There's not a lot we can think about or conceptualize without leaving the path. Is that true? It's it's the awareness of what happens, not what happens. So that's why it's so difficult because what's happening. With you or what's happening with Mozuku or with anyone else, what's happening is is uh, unreal. So it has to be seen, and but we tend to give it some kind of credit or credibility by pushing on it, or or, or even if we don't do anything. We think that can't that's not, that can't be that way. Disagreeing in our mind stream, and we actually give it a presence and a reality that it has relatively. But the spiritual path is about seeing right through the relative truth, that pack of lies about what this is, mistaken identity, and seeing the truth. And when you see that, you'll see that everything is not separate from that realization. So all the duality comes apart. Everything comes apart, and there's just this, sometimes called thusness or suchness or... Yes? Your instruction when we're sitting on the cushion is to just observe. Yes. If we have the intention to just observe while we're moving about in our life, is the quality of that observation different than if we're observing while sitting still? I think so, quite a bit. You can do, I don't teach meditation in action kind of thing. I teach sitting practice, sit down, hold still. Sit very still without being rigid, and then watch the little tiny movements of the mind that that are are there, and they may be outrageous, they may be hilarious, they may be sad, they may, they may, they may, but they're in the mind stream. You're sitting, nothing is happening except 
movement of the mind. You may, you know, scratch your nose or something, uh, or not. But when you get when you get up and move around, the body mind uh, situation that are not separate from each other, uh, it's very difficult to discipline yourself in uh, sitting, uh, meditation and action without reinforcing the basic uh, illusion or misunderstanding that there is a separate self who's understanding things. It gets reinforced. I don't teach it. I was taught that, and I practiced it for many years. But I, I teach out of what I'm looking at now. I don't teach out of what I was taught, and not, not directly. Is that? That can't be Andre. He's in here. Thank you. Is the observation while being still more thorough than before moving? It, it's it's more obvious. Uh, it's more possible. I would say it's more possible that you will see. Uh, you just watch what moves, and nothing will happen with what moves. You may you see that it's dependent arisen. You begin to understand pratyaja samudpada or dependent origination more deeply, but it's still a relative kind of. A thing that you're working with there and so you're still trying to find right and wrong and so on whereas <clears throat> if you're if your body is not moving at all then it's more obvious that there is a observer of that movement whereas when you're moving around it, the, 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 the intensity of the illusion is just more concrete and powerful you can't really do this in your mind you do it with your body this is real what do you mean everything's an illusion? I'll show you an illusion. Come on up here. You see what I'm saying? People will do that. People who are completely insane want to prove that this is real and their feelings are real and they're about not about to let you accuse them of anything. They will show you how bad they feel. Sometimes to the point that they actually take other people's lives. They feel that bad. And I'm saying, hold still. Hold still. Return to a very fundamental uh, aspect or, or quality of consciousness, which is stillness. You can't really do that because when you hit, sit really still for years, you eventually see all the little squirrel cages running around the digestive tract and the heart beating and your mind chattering about this and chattering about that. The consciousness is not doing anything. And the consciousness that is observing the movement, eventually, when I say eventually, it separates, but actually it's never been uh, the same as that. And it's also never been different than that. So you can't track it down relatively. It will, it will not produce a relative uh, statement or idea that will confirm any of your conclusions about it. Any conclusion, the very nature of delusion is to conclude anything because you leave everything else out. Are you listening to me? I can tell. You're in this room, listen. Listen, further question? Welcome, yes, sir. Is thusness talking about a quality of just this? Again? Is thusness talking about the quality of just this? <clears throat> no, it's still path. Maybe something happening there in that area, uh, as far as the quality, seeing that, that there's a simplicity that's in front of us. But it's 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 a 
uh, well, it's worse than that because it's devastating to the, the imaginary self, the ego. It's terrifying. It's painful. And you may not want to do this. But once you've started, better to finish, as my teacher said. Very difficult. The upside of that is you're liberated. You are no longer a prisoner of emotions or feelings. They may still come and go. They just can't find an emotionator anywhere. They can't find anybody that's going to agree with them or vote with them or do anything. That doesn't mean it isn't painful or it doesn't hurt. The very nature, as we were taught by the Buddha in the first noble truth, of life is suffering. He didn't say part-time. He didn't say a little bit. He didn't say kind of. He just said, uh, if you're really unlucky, it's suffering. 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 Frustration. Disappointment. Dissatisfaction. Or... It feels to me like thusness is taking a step back from just this. Is that a misunderstanding? Just another way of saying it. It's just thus. It's just, it's just thus. Or you could say, as it is. Uh, none of those wor words really are it. They're just pointers to it. It's like just a pointer. It's not the actual situation. If you see, the, if you see or if you understand... Wisdom, you see what it is, all the pointers fall apart. And they only show up if you run into someone that might be helped by that pointer. And you'll remember it. And you might repeat that to them, if you have permission to function as a teacher at all. Don't, don't teach if you don't have permission. Do I have permission from you? Then I'll continue. I mean that. Yes, what's good? Was it divine? With the six senses, is delusion primarily rooted in the thinking mind in the six? <clears throat> That's kind of the kind of the henchman of that part of the con consciousness that is uh, is afraid will curl up and use thoughts, conclusions, ideas, judgments, prejudice against others to protect himself, herself, themselves from the otherness that is threatening or the otherness that is taking their what, inventory or something like that. But the thinking process, you don't, you don't have to get rid of the thinking process. You just have to watch the movement of the thoughts. You just go ahead and think. Other, other ways of teaching this are uh, that I was taught, actually, in the 70s, label thinking, sitting like this, label thinking, return to the breath, return to the breath. Uh, I don't think that's a good idea, uh, so I don't teach it. But that doesn't mean that if you run into someone who's teaching that, if, if they feel it feels like they're your teacher, then you probably should do as they tell you to do. Because then they'll be able to work with your mind uh, the way it's uh, being trained. I want you to see us now. I'm going to have time to train you how to get to be more mindful. I'm not interested in your mindfulness. I'm interested in your insanity. Let's, let's take a look at that. See, see the craziness of your mind without fixing it. Nothing to fix. But as it says here, where does it say that? No hindrance. Follow worldly conditions with no hindrance. No matter what happens, no hindrance. Don't accept it. Don't reject it. Don't ignore it. And in that way, you aren't at war with anything. You're not at peace with anything. There's no position on anything. This doesn't mean that the whole avalanche of dependent origination isn't falling apart in front of you. 
might be an incredible chaos there where people are hurting each other, hurting themselves. Yes? What is meant by follow in that phrase, follow worldly conditions? I, I just about, in order to really know, to respond to that, I have to, have to maybe look at the original, um, original, probably Chinese. Anybody know? Is it Chinese? I don't know where he lived at. Probably have to look at the original language to get an idea, but could, it could just be observe. That's the way I would, if I were translating that, I wouldn't say follow. I would say observe. Observe worldly conditions with no hindrance. Just receive them. Follow them. In this context, maybe just follow them. Just, just like just watching what's happening, like following a tennis match. Did you do that when you watch tennis? You ever watch tennis? You, ever, you watch tennis? I have a recommendation for you when you watch tennis. Do not go back and forth with the ball. Look at the net. Is that funny? Just look at the net. Less net neck problems that way. Go ahead. Hello, Ryan. Um, you had a response to a question of mine in that book study today. And okay. um, I understood you to say that if I see someone being uncooperative, that's my projection onto them. If if someone were to like confirm, yes, I was being uncooperative, is that still my projection that I'm seeing? Um, somewhat. What does he want to know? Everything's a projection. Is there a difference with how projections being worked with with a student versus the teacher? Um, I'm not following your what your question is after. Well, teacher has projections too. Teacher may project. It's the, the fixation on the projection that causes the issues. The teacher is not free of, Yakujo's fox is not free of karma just because he's enlightened. Yes. You've used the idea of like everyone's hanging out all the time, whether they know it or not. Yes. Like an open book. Yes. And when you're seeing that, is there a difference between that open book and projections? Um, you mean, am I projecting onto you? Anything? Perhaps. What do you want to know? That, that was it. Is the teacher crazy? <laughs> Is the teacher crazy? Of course. Teacher couldn't do this. If, if you were working out of ordinary logic, or a lack of craziness, or you were fixated on have, of showing up a certain way, a standard of sanity. Uh, that's the very nature of confusion, is following any standard. So yes, the, the teacher is at once mixed up in all the realms and free of all the realms. How do we use standards in line with the third tenet? What's the third tenet? May I ask you, John? 
You may first ask him if he'd be willing to recite it. Do you want to recite the third time? Okay, we got time. <laughs> As consciousness finds its own form, it can actually disown territory and may lose or gain any implied parameters or of personhood or otherness without acceptance or projection. Though they are observed, nothing is gathered, nothing is held, nothing is rejected. This includes any and all forms, uniforms, and traditions of the Buddhist Dharma. In this way, the path is always open to be what it is, as it is. Consciousness always finds its own form, with and without status, with and without location. What's your question? Sure, Ron. On that line about the uniforms and traditions of, of the Buddha Dharma, it sounds like you're acknowledging that there's some need to use the standards. And I'm yes. There would be no Buddhism here if there hadn't been 18 schools break away from the, uh, the whole structure of the Buddhist teaching when he uh, passed into uh, Parinirvana. All those schools more or less ensured that this would keep going. Everybody has their own opinion about everything. This will even happen in this area, but not to that extent. This is not the Buddha sitting here. People have different ideas about what was said here. You can't, you can't avoid that. No need to avoid it. That actually ensures ensures that there's there's some kind of root going into the ground of what relative truth. Just like all the different traditions in the Zen traditions in ancient China and Japan, Korea are all quite somewhat at odds with each other, but all talking about the Buddhist Dharma, Pratita Samadpada. Everything's dependent on it. Just the way they work with that is different. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'd like to go back to that line that says the um, a single moment is beyond birth and uh, actualizes duality, I think. Is that uh, the second? Actualizes no. the undivided. The undivided. Which is just the opposite of what you thought it was. <laughs> That's all you want to know. Another question. Uh, how is this an enlightenment poem? Is this uh, explicating what he has seen? I assume he. It's just kind of a commentary, perhaps, on kind of what he's been through. He sees that uh, uh, going toward uh, true thusness or suchness is wrong. Going toward any, going toward uh, ultimate truth is incorrect, but also not going towards that is also incorrect. Any position is incorrect. That's basically what he's saying. And this apparently, we haven't talked to him, but it looks like what he's doing there is expressing how the consciousness that wrote this is using words and phrases to say that you can't find this anywhere. You can't find awakening. There are no traces. There's no. There's no quality. If, if someone awakens. There'll be no proof. They won't need any proof because the, the consciousness that used to be attached to a self with a personality and ideas and identities and opinions and so on and beliefs is gone. This doesn't mean you're still, you don't have some suffering going on, but you don't have any views on anything. Even the view of the Buddha's Dharma is gone. Everything is gone. You know, this is taught. The path quality of this, when it starts to show up, is taught as shunyata, or emptiness. Emptiness of self, emptiness of other. 
that's those are still concepts until the realization comes we might need to use those when the realization comes you won't you won't need the heart sutra you are the heart you are the heart sutra even though you can't recite it she gonna jump out can't there's a screen in there Yes. Are you bowing? If there is no past or present, or past, well, past or future, where does accountability come in? Being accountable for something? I'm thinking of past infractions. Uh, our political situation currently is investigating uh, past situations. Yeah. Well, they're all operating out of very strong relative truth, relative laws and rules and just and people believe in that and believe in right and wrong and up and down, back and forth. Not much, uh, if any, spiritual path there. Not much, not much training of the fundamental uh, aspect of consciousness, which isn't just thinking and logic and that's a lot of it, but the fundamental area uh, in which that arises and consciousness has made a, a transition from being caught by the thinking process, being caught by right and wrong, being caught, being caught by the flowers in the sky as being real, or being caught by um, your idea of suchness or your idea of this. More? It's like people talking in the middle of a landslide. There's two people sitting at a table, and it's a landslide of dependent origination that has been going on for beginning of time. And there's some areas in that where people are human beings, Buddhas, are seeing something about this that needs to be seen more deeply rather than join in the fray with fighting and concluding and arguing about, like, just simply put, I don't really need to go into this, but we argue about climate change. It's ridiculous to argue about that. But people do that because they're picking and choosing. They choose the side of this or the side of that. They want power, so they're not going to agree with this, that area. All they have to, have to do is have a little bit of doubt about the whole thing and see two climate scientists disagree. That's enough to just throw the whole thing out the window. It's probably not true. Just people trying to get, get control of everything. It's just a labyrinth of otherness. It's like a, I've used the idea, although it's not particularly entertaining, there's a Coney Island of the mind, just one 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 ride or one carnival, uh, one total whirl or merry-go-round or Ferris wheel or bumper bumper cars are just after another. It's just a, a carnival is a kind of a metaphor for all the ups and downs we experience. But we, we it's entertainment, so we go in and just enjoy it. Unless, unless it's me, I can't do that, I'll get sick. But people love that feeling of being lost in space, their body lost in space, until they perhaps might be confronted with that in their mind stream, then it's crazy. More? So on the spiritual path, what would be the correct or complete view of the insanity that's arising? Maui? It's an illusion. But that doesn't mean we use that as some kind of a um, some kind of, well, 
Sokazan said or the Buddha said or the teachings say, everything is an illusion, so therefore I don't have to uh, meet um, someone where they're at and help them, possibly help them, or uh, someone uh, is uh, harming someone else, and you can see they're helpless and they're being tortured or hit, or that you wouldn't step into that. You wouldn't just say, well, it's an illusion. And, you know, go through a little bit of pain, then it'll be over with. You're not jumping into any some kind of philosophy of nihilism. Buddhism is not nihilistic, nor is it eternalistic. It does not take any position on anything. Because if it does, then we're right back to samsara, the wheel of life and death, life and death. Dawn and dusk, dawn and dusk, right and wrong, up and down, back and forth, back and forth, birth and death, birth and death, birth and death. More? Ask more questions in that area, yeah. We have two attorneys sitting here in this room who have to function in the illusory world of right and wrong. They do seem to be doing fine. It's just like this. Follow worldly conditions with no hindrance. That's a good example. Just like uh, we follow worldly, we, we pay the bills. We, we um, a room needs painting or we have an apartment uh, in uh, Ratna. We're going to be painting that. We have to shell out $600 to get that painted. So that's worldly. We don't just let that all go because it, we don't need to have a, a clean apartment because that's just worldly stuff. Take no position on it, but just relate to it. Follow or observe worldly conditions with no hindrance. That's all we're really doing. doing. Doing the best we can relatively without anything extra, any extra judgment or propaganda or bullshit that we're trying to control someone. More, please. It's a good area. And you're bowing. So what would be an indication then that we are locking down on those worldly conditions? Any demand. Any demand, especially if you're, what is happening is triggering your feelings in such a way that suddenly you get indignant about it. This is ego. Even if you're right, even if you're correct, someone actually did. Because what are you ignoring? The intense suffering that that person is going through. And they're trying to get rid of their suffering. And instead, no, you want to have your suffering respected. You want to be the one who's right. More. Don't stop. Can't you make a demand to know the truth? That's what you're doing when you sit on the cushion, face the wall for eight hours. That's as close as you're going to get to a demand. Sit down, hold still. It's a transcendental form of stubbornness. Sit down, hold still. Watch the craziness. Watch the illusion. Watch the mind. Crank it up. Crank it up. Crank it up. Shut it down. Open it back up again over and over and over until you eventually see the very nature of consciousness, which cannot be seen because it has no, it has no existence. Consciousness does not exist. This exists and it's going away. This exists and it's going away. This body exists and it's going away. All of these bodies, we're all dying. You already know that. Sickness, aging, death, the last part of the 12 links on the chain of existence. But then it happens again. It happens again. And will you be coming back? Consciousness will come back as a living form. Maybe you, may, maybe maybe it won't be you in, in the way you understand yourself now. So participate. That's that's why this is a, this poem is amazing. It's, it's saying, don't don't leave. As one of the old sayings in Zen is, before, before enlightenment, before awakening, chop wood, carry water. After enlightenment, chop wood, carry water. You're still, you're still tied into the world, the relative world. You still can function. But the demand is gone. So you know, 
if there's no water and if somebody else just carried the water for you and is blaming you for not getting picking it up soon enough, now they're having to do it for you, then let them have their stage play. Be kind. Be kind to them. Wow, thank you for helping me out. You can actually do that. You don't have to improve. You don't not have to get better. You don't have to get rid of your negative feelings. And certainly, be responsible for how you feel rather than try to dump that or foist that on someone else but with finger pointing. Even in your own mind stream, maybe if you don't pull your finger out of the holster. Just notice that you're, that you're blaming someone else for your emotions and your feelings. This is, uh, if, it weren't a, uh, if it weren't being disrespectful to the innocence of children, I would say this is very childish. But ch children get to do this. But as adults, not a good idea to do that. Grow up. Be, be an adult and be kind to those who are maybe more confused than you are, who are having trouble and are doing things in such a way that upsets you. You know what I'm talking about. You face it every day. Everyone in here probably does in their own way. Some people I listen to talk to more than others. Yes, sir. Can we work towards like an intention to be kind, kinder even, or to, to speak. Watch the way in which you uh, disregard or disrespect. Uh, uh, I gave a talk called Respect recently. And if you're, <clears throat> if you're not being respectful of your own negativity, being responsible for it, and if you're foisting it on others with a finger pointing, thinking that others, someone else caused your negativity, then it's going to be very, very difficult, if at all, to be respectful of others because you're your confusion about who you are is, is uh, going in so many circles that you'll be, have difficulty seeing that and all you'll see from the other person is the irritability or the lack of cooperation or the aggression coming and you won't see deeper into that. They're suffering. They're having difficulty. And so they try to cover the suffering by um, projecting what prejudice or judgment evaluation conclusions about what you said. Well, you, what you said, look, look, look what you just did. Like, what's, what do they call it? The what about? You say something, well, you didn't do this, and then, and then they say to you, well, what about you? Look what you just didn't do three days ago or something. I mean, it's, uh, it's, uh, it is the very nature of circularity to have a conversation with anyone. All conversations, not just, you can't have an enlightened conversation. Well, you can, but you won't say much. Listen, please listen to everyone. Listen closely to what everyone is saying and see closely to people's, watch people's expressions. Don't leave the expression or the grimace on their face for what it means. Stay with and don't stay with it, maintaining it, but just look at it. It's there. And if it goes away, it might turn into a smile. Could turn into anything. Receive everything. Hands move, a raised eye call on you. But don't I get to know what you're going to ask me about before you ask me? What is it? Can, can we be doing your teaching of don't improve, but still work towards making a situation more workable? How dare you ask me that question? Oh, no, that was a good question. <laughs> How did I do? Did it seem pretty convincing? Yeah. Why did it? Why did it seem pretty convincing? I can tell you. You want to tell me or you want me to tell you? Why was that so convincing? Yeah, why was it? I can tell you in one... No, several words. 
because I believe I'm not afraid of my feelings. Anything can come in here. It's welcome. And so I just, in order to function as a teacher to you as you ask a question, I just invite in the, the feeling of negativity and I go after you with it. But it's unreal. There isn't anything that can arise here that's going to cause me to function in any way, other way other than as a teacher. I'm not, I'm not an actor. I'm not, see, what would it look like to be angry and mad and mean and disrespectful? I don't have to do that. I'm already that way. I don't have to act. I just tune into the very crap that got me into this path in the first place. Anger, distrust, misunderstanding, sadness, pain, suffering. The first noble truth. You don't have to get rid of that. You just have to see what it is. And if you see what it is completely, there will be no one seeing it. That the self is unreal. So you don't have to get rid of ego either. Either, uh, either, either. How would you say it? Neither. You don't have to get rid of the ego neither. <laughs> Remember Groucho Marx? He had a cigar that would go like this. Yeah, I don't. I just wondered if you did. More? Uh, I think you just mentioned we may not see someone's suffering if we see, we just see their anger or irritation. Yeah. If, what if we do see their suffering and we don't care? Very good question. I could say quite a bit more on, uh, on that. Uh, if you have some a further question on that, I would say, don't worry about that. Don't try to care. That's part of consciousness that you need to see. This is not unusual to see that someone is miserable and just not care about it. Because, well, I know the big cause part, is you're trying not to care about how you feel. And so we practice on others. Do not suffer from others. Do not suffer from anybody. So I wouldn't say, oh, don't worry about it. Just the fact that you can ask that question tells me you're already contemplating it. You're looking at that. And you're probably saying what? Why do I feel that way? Is that what you're saying? Okay. Investigate it, but don't ask why. When you ask why, you get a because. But if you say, what is that? Everything stops and you get to actually, what? Contemplate that. What is that? What is that? Not caring. What is it? And then you begin to sink down uh, below the surface of the ocean, which is full of uh, flotsam and jetsam, which is full of crap, which is full of warfare, and, and see the deep nature of your consciousness. You're not separate from that person. So that's, that's the, the downside of what you're saying is obviously the downside, but the upside of it is that, that you're not separate from them. There's no two people anywhere. Well, Yes, sir. Yelka Bowing. I have a question from Thomas in the UK. Is that school string? Yes. Mm -hmm. Explain how time is separate from space and how this relates to Shikantaza. Bowing. You just did it. 
time is separate space and that relates to chicken powder. Good one. I agree. Yes, sir. You're talking about contemplation with Juju's question. Is, yes. Is there contemplation that's done with perception and not concepts? Um, sure. I think we do that quite a bit in chicken powder. We do it. We do it at the kitchen table. We do it going on. We we're quite often contemplating. Most of the contemplation in the world is about how to control things, how to stop some things and get more of something else. And it has a lot of materialistic kind of approaches to it. But some of the contemplation is, is uh, comes away from the, the why question, the rotisserie of the why question, and into what is this? It's, you could say it's more of a, uh, at the risk of scaring people away, it's more of a scientific approach to it. You're actually want to know what it is. Whereas why, why questions work to some extent, but they're quite often circular. It's not really a question, but I've just noticed over the years, it, it's almost as if you contemplate with your eyes, like, like with the aviary, you need the space actually opened up so you can see it. Yes. Um, is that, is that a teaching? I'm not, what do you mean, is that a teaching? Who's your teacher? That's a teaching. If you have a teacher, everything is a teaching. That doesn't mean you, the teacher gets to get away with murder, because that's just a teaching. He's just trying to teach us by murdering people. Don't do that. People, you know what I'm saying when I say that. Everything, everything should be seen as a teaching. That doesn't mean that the teacher is somehow off the hook and gets to abuse people or treat people cruelly because they're a Dharma teacher. Don't go there. Yes, sir. Thomas has a follow-up. He asks, was my question stupid? No, no, I, I was serious. No, it's not stupid. No, it's a good question. Might not be a good answer for you, but contemplate it. Contemplate the question. Don't look for an answer necessarily. That 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 stops the investigation. That's why if you say what to something, you say why, you'll get a because of some sort. But if you say what is it, then uh, then you begin to look like I'm looking at the back of my hand. Eventually, you see what that is. You have no idea what this is. If you look at anything long enough, the name that you used to use to isolate that, control that, have an opinion and judgment about it, uh, that starts to come apart, and you begin to see what it actually is. And that's why I'm recommending that you do that. Don't fix it. Any questions uh, on off in the dissonance out there in Zoom land. Jishin Bowing. <laughs> what does it mean to actualize consciousness when we see deeply? When you see what? Deeply. Yeah, you don't oh, see yeah. it's actualized if you don't if, if not if you don't see anything arising in it. There's just consciousness only. So it's actualized actualizing. Genjo Koan. It's a teaching of uh, a Dogen. Do we 
actualize anything if we don't see deeply? Bowing. Is that a trick question? No? Okay, if you don't see deeply, yes, you're actualizing delusion. Thank you. Welcome. Anyone else out there in, in the Zoom area? Susan, don't you have a question? You're sitting there listening to this whole thing. Unless you're sound asleep and you just had your computer on. Um, Susan Bowing, I'm, I'm not asleep yet, and <laughs> I don't have a question. Thank you, Bowing. Well, thank you for, for attending. It's good to know that you're here. How about Michelle or Michelle's kitty cat? Michelle Reed? We have no questions. We're just absorbing. Okay. Let's see who else can I pick on here. Chazan, do you have a question? And are you feeling better? I am feeling uh, about the same. And um, I guess just June Shu's question, uh, something around that. Mm -hmm. um, when like you're in a position where you need to be able to function, but you're finding that sometimes it's hard. Like for me, it's like a loss of patience. I'm just not interested in, in going through the process, um, how to you know, continue to work with a situation when the energy just seems to shift. So it's, it can be quite complicated, quite a labyrinth there. So um, I think it's situational for each person. Needs to be a lot of sitting meditation. I'm very biased in this area without sitting meditation. Um, very difficult to, to work with this because the tendency of the ego is to want to figure it out or find out what's wrong or look good, or at least look good to yourself. At least you're doing this, at least you're putting effort in and all of that. And I would say it's just a matter of continuing as directly as I can responding to your question. First of all, I'm, I'm sorry you're not improving any uh, in how you're feeling and uh, It'll be difficult, but uh, to come back to the question, I, I just think it's a matter of continuing, just continue to return to the vow to be with all things, save all beings, put others before yourself as much as you can. A lot of that just is, is seeing how you can't do that. Just like uh, Junchu was saying, this is, this is a, a genuine uh, situation that everybody just, you see someone is having difficulty or suffering, but you just uh, kind of tired out or you just don't care. That is a conclusion that is based on belief in the separate beings and otherness. You can't, you can't overcome it. You can't throw it away. You can't tip it over. You can't just not believe that. It needs to be looked at. It's awareness, awareness. So this is why it says in the, the um, uh, I can't remember which one pointed to that. Follow worldly conditions with no hindrance. It's just, don't do anything with it. That's how you actually uh, complete and observe the vow. You may do something, and you may not. Further? Jason? No, that was helpful. Thank you very much. Yes, sir. Nice show. Do you have anything? Neshavan, just knots in the bottom of my feet. Oh. 
Thank you. Did you hear what she said? Did you hear what she said? What'd she say? Just knots in the bottom of my feet. Yeah. Knots in the bottom of your feet. Yeah. Bowing. Mm -hmm. Couple question. She showed she showed us her foot. That's rare. I actually have a knot in the bottom of your foot and have somebody stick their foot in your face. Thank you. That's very generous of you. My question is, yes. what's the difference between a teacher? What's the difference between a relative teaching person and a teaching person on this path? How can I see it's not separate? Following. Okay, what was the kind of teacher you, uh, relative? Yes, just a school teacher yeah yes. well one is one is teaching out of uh, relative truth how to how to do uh, multiplication tables or how to uh, work with uh, formulas or or how to uh, how to learn and understand uh, uh, some kind of a case law as a, an attorney would have to study or I mean just any number of relative that have a, an actual relative uh, support to them they have a beginning and a finish they have a, a um, most of those are very linear. Uh, they have a starting place, and then you teach something, and then you remember it, and then you're able to apply it. How to how to do a full paper for origami is a very simple process, but it has to be taught. It's pretty hard to figure that out on your own. Not that you couldn't. And then the the teacher who is teaching uh, the relative aspect of the Buddha's Dharma uh, is just teaching. The, teaching uh, the Four Noble Truths, the Eightfold Path, the Twelve Links, the relative structure of that. If you were to just teach the Avatamsaka Sutra, you could just uh, recite that. And this is what you would uh, work with or memorize or have questions about. But to someone who who treat, who is a teacher who is pointing out, uh, giving a direct, a direct pointing on the nature of reality uh, is uh, ha works with the with the consciousness of everyone that he or she or they meet. So they teach it out, to, teach it to that person. But that person has to work with their mind, has to train their mind so that they are less clamped down. So the sense of openness, not not the kind of openness where you can just say, "Well, I'm so open. I'm open. Yes, please teach me. Uh, I'll be your student." And that's part of it, a little bit of it. But the fundamental opening has to come by looking at how closed off you are. So with a true teacher, in order for them to work as a true teacher, there has, there has to be a true student, someone who is willing to learn the way that the teacher is teaching. So you have to have that chemistry. You have to have that kind of connection. You either have it with a teacher or you don't. And if, if you don't, then you may not ever find a true teacher. But if you do, then give the teacher the benefit of the doubt and use their work with their suggestions or their um, recommendations for how to train your mind. So did I get close to what you're looking for? So one last thing that a relative structure of teaching comes out of what we know relatively. We can teach that. We would all pretty much agree on it. Some of us, some of us would not be able to to understand uh, very complicated abstractions, uh, uh, say the way the kind of work that uh, 
that uh, Juzan does working uh, in the way he does, what would you call those um, fastidious algorithms? Or you wouldn't call them that. Would you call them something else? What would you call, what's a general description of what you work with in a day? Problem solving. Problem solving. Okay. So the true teacher is also a problem solver too, but their way of doing it is to say, is to say, you solve it. And don't figure it out. Go and look at the nature of the problem. If you, in the spiritual path, if you see the nature of the, the Four Noble Truths, you see the nature of the Twelve Links, you see the nature of what's being pointed at by this, you will eventually see there is no, the basic misunderstanding is that there's a separate self and a separate other. This causes the warfare and the peace there. And it also supports all the other relationships we have. Um, love and hate, um, hope and fear, uh, life and death, all those polarities are seen through and we see that we're not separate. That actually what is alive here is would go away, but what is actually here, consciousness doesn't go, doesn't go anywhere. You've actually transcended this world without moving an inch. And so the, the teacher who's teaching that, they can't teach it unless they're students who are on that frequency or they, they, they sense that there's something this teacher might be able to help them with. Might be difficult, especially if the teacher's not promising anything. And, and sometimes is even act, acting like he doesn't like you. That's the teaching I got. Otherwise, I wouldn't be here. More? Okay, I think we can. No, thank you. Well, thank you, Johan. Good, good question. Thank you. So we will. We will go a different direction, and I think we're going to let somebody else take over here. Hi, my name is Shoto, and I am a monk at Sokukoji, where I am committed to training my mind under the guidance of my teacher, Sokuzan. We rely on your support for much of what we offer here. This includes building projects to create space for full-time and part-time practice residents. Thank you for your help.